0: Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. Today I will begin summarizing the Bible readings beginning on May the 21st, day 141. We read an example of Solomon's wisdom applied to a conundrum between two opposing single mothers that argued over a child. Solomon demonstrated his negotiating skills with King Hiram of Tyre when he traded food for a skilled metal worker and materials with which to build the temple. As Samuel had warned the people in 1 Samuel chapter 8, Solomon began constricting 30,000 laborers to quarry and transport large blocks of high-quality stone and to prepare and transport lumber to Jerusalem, which was 35 miles from the seaport of Joppa. The rest of the reading gave details of the temple's superintendents, laborers, construction, and materials, which included 23 tons of gold, but God made no comment about that. Rather he promised Solomon, quote, if you keep all my decrees and regulations and obey all my commands, I will fulfill through you the promise I made to your father David. I will live among the Israelites and will never abandon my people Israel. End quote. May twenty two, day one hundred forty two. We read the details of Hiram's skillful craftsmanship in creating the various parts and accessories of the temple and Solomon's palace. Hurom was hired from Tyre because the Israelites were better at farming than working with metal. I think it is interesting that there is not yet any apparent prejudicial attitude concerning the fact that he was only half Israeli at this time in Hebrew history. We know that in Jesus' day, that was a big deal. The palace took almost twice as long to build, probably because the building materials were not previously gathered by David, nor was there as much urgency to complete it. The apparent discrepancy between the capacity of the bronze sea in 1 Kings versus 2 Chronicles may be the exclusion or inclusion of the additional water used outside the tank to supply the flow of the fountain. May 23, day 143 We read how Solomon instructed the priests and Levites to properly bring the Ark of the Lord's Covenant into the completed temple. All the Levites dressed up and performed praise in unison with voices and instruments that included cymbals, lyres, harps, and trumpets. When they had left the holy place, after setting the ark down, they were unable to continue their duties because the glorious cloud of God's presence filled the temple. It is noted that the ark only contained the stone tablets from Mount Sinai. I wonder, what happened to the jar of manna and Aaron's budding rod? Then Solomon prayed a prayer of dedication, reminding God of his promise to maintain David's dynasty as long as they guard their behavior and follow God as David had done. But history proves that David's fatherly example of lustful indulgence became Solomon's consuming obsession that ultimately lured him into repulsive idolatry. Finally, Solomon also prayed for the Lord's favor on everyone even foreigners who would pray towards God's presence represented in the temple. May the 24th, day 144. We read about God's powerful response to Solomon's sacrifices and prayer of dedication he offered for the temple on his hands and knees. Fire flashed down and burned up the burnt offerings and sacrifices and the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. The people responded with their faces to the ground saying, "He is good, his faithful love endures forever." Solomon and the Israelites celebrated for two weeks. Then, twelve years later, at the completion of the palace, God responded verbally to Solomon's prayer of dedication when he appeared to Solomon a second time and vowed to bless the nation as long as they obeyed his decrees, but that he would utterly reject them and the temple if they abandoned him for false gods. He also said that when he sends plagues and droughts, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and restore their land, End quote. May the 25th, day 145. Today we read about the gathering of wealth by King Solomon and the ensuing prosperity for all of Israel under his leadership, where silver became so plentiful that it was nearly worthless. Basking in God's blessings of peace, with only one military conflict to win in 50 years, and worldwide influence, they had become the envy of all the contemporary nations of the known world. Solomon's fame for wisdom and administration motivated the Queen of Sheba to make a personal inquiry. In this reading there is no direct focus on God, the law, or in spiritual matters, except to make note of Solomon's respect for his father's instructions and God's holiness by not permitting his heathen Egyptian wife to live on holy ground, and by offering his sacrifices only at the temple. However, as he became exponentially more abundant in money, he continually became more bankrupt toward God. As he raked in worldly pleasures to himself, he shoveled godly values out the door. He became richer and more powerful than anyone's imagination can conceive. It will become blatantly evident that the Israeli populace gleefully followed his example when his foolish son eventually assumes the throne. I'd like to remind us that in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 16 and 17, God instructed that the king was not to return to Egypt to multiply horses for himself, He was not to multiply wives for himself, he was not to greatly increase his silver and gold, but rather he was to practice copying the law of Moses under the watchful eye of the Levites, so that his heart would be and remain humble. Also, First Samuel chapter 8 records Samuel's warning to the people that the king will take advantage to increase his power and wealth by taking the best of everything from them and making them all his servants. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 quotes Jesus' observation that it is impossible to serve God and money. May the 26th, day 146. We read the listing of Solomon's capable administrators. The people were very contented with plenty to eat and drink. All of Judah and Israel lived in peace and safety throughout his lifetime. Each family had a home and a garden. Solomon wrote 3,000 proverbs and 1,005 songs and could lecture with authority on any subject to the extent that kings sent their ambassadors to learn from him. This description of Israeli life appears to show the height of the kingdom's glory, but noticeably without any mention of God. Next, there are only two psalms attributed to King Solomon. Psalm 72 is a royal and messianic psalm that focuses on the prosperity to be enjoyed in both the physical and spiritual realm. Psalm 127 is a didactic psalm, which is to teach a moral lesson, that success comes from the Lord, so the listeners and the readers should live in constant dependence on Him. May the 27th, day 147. Today, we begin the book of Proverbs, whose purpose is plainly stated, quote, to teach wisdom and discipline, end quote, so that those who take it to heart and apply it to their daily decision-making will live lives filled with health, happiness, success, and most importantly, friendship with God. Reference chapter 3, verse 32. The wisdom that permeates the proverbs was actually a culmination of Solomon's observations drawn from watching people's responses to the law of Moses followed by respective rewards and consequences enacted by their choices. His keen perception simplified the law into a version that could be applied to the common situations found in anyone's life of that day. The first lesson is to fear the Lord. Chapter one verse seven. Only a fool would despise God's essence, which is pure wisdom and knowledge of the right path for which God created man or woman, and in which he or she was divinely expected to delightfully walk before his or her maker. There is a theme of two kinds of ladies in Proverbs. The first one presented today is Lady Wisdom, who wants to freely give instruction to anyone willing to listen and learn. This ends this week's reading. My next podcast will pick up on the reading summary of May the 28th day 148. I look forward to your visit then. May God bless you.